Well, good Wednesday morning, everybody. It's the 17th of November, and my title is The Best Verse for the Sexually Broken. There is a great verse that follows a passage written to the church in Corinth. It's a warning passage, and it asks the readers to remember something out of the history of Israel, and it ain't a pretty picture. He reminds his readers that what happened to the nation of Israel as God was taking them out of Egypt so that they could enter the promised land. However, getting there was not half the fun. It was a crazy pilgrimage fraught with amazing miracles and deadly experiences that went on for 40 years. For example, all of those escaping Egypt watched as God parted the Red Sea, and then they crossed along the bottom, and it was dry, with a wall of water on each side of them. All of them ate the miracle food, manna, that God delivered every day to their front door. Well, six days a week. And on the sixth day, they would gather for the Sabbath. But he did that for 40 years, and get this. They drank water that was provided for them from a rock. Then he tells them that all of what happened to Israel, Paul tells his readers this, that all of what happened to Israel was to serve as reminders to the believers in his day and to us as well. And then we read, quote, Nevertheless, God was not pleased with most of them. Their bodies were scattered in the wilderness. He says that some of them were committing sexual immorality, and in one day, 23,000 of them dropped dead. Some of them tested God and were killed by a massive influx of snakes. And we do not know how many died, but some of them grumbled and were killed by a destroying angel. They discovered that life in the desert and God was not one to be mocked. So then we read these frightful words. These things happened to them, as examples, and were written down as warnings for us. These actions are to be reminders to us that our God is the God that demonstrated his displeasure toward the Israelites whom he rescued from Egypt, and that should serve as a warning to us in the way we live our lives. So here it is. I believe that if there's one verse in the Bible that every one of us should memorize, it is 1 Corinthians 10.13. When I returned home from college for the summer of 1973, I was a baby Christian. And someone said to me, quite randomly, that, you know, you should memorize 1 Corinthians 10.13. So I did. And it has probably been one of the five top most important verses that has helped me in my recovery. So here it is. No temptation has overtaken you except what is common to men and women, common to mankind. 
and God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear or resist. But when you are tempted, listen carefully, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. Now, I find four very critical truths that we need to know when facing temptation. The first one is this. Every temptation you and I face, have faced, or ever will face, is common to everyone. We are not alone in having this secret sin of which we are so ashamed. It's common to men and women. Statistics tell us that 60% of all Christian men are addicted to porn, as well as 30% of Christian women. And these numbers are only increasing. So do not believe that lie that you're the only one who struggles with porn and sex. Now, that is a frightful thought with many serious consequences to God's family and consequences within your family as well. So every temptation is common. Number two, God is faithful and will not let us be tempted beyond what we can bear. Did you hear that? Now, when we have given ourselves over to it for years, if not decades, it doesn't take a fold-out. Well, most of you probably don't know what that is. It doesn't take a fold-out or a video to get us aroused. It has become such a common practice that it can only take a thought, a glimpse or someone we find sensual in a commercial or a football game. All businesses know and have known for decades that sex sells, and so it is used a lot in today's media-driven world. This second thought is something we need to know and remind ourselves when we are first beginning to be tempted. Our first whiff of sexual temptation is the best time to flee. Don't toy with it. Don't fantasize about it. Don't move a millimeter closer to it. Take action and head in the opposite direction and get help from someone who knows about your struggles and perhaps is struggling in that area as well. Third, God will not allow the temptation to become so great that you cannot resist or survive it. Now, this one we need to take by faith because many of you don't believe that. You believe that if you get tempted, you have to fall, and it feels like you have no choice. That's why we call it an addiction. It has power over us because we have treated it as a friend who will help us feel better for a while when it is really something that will destroy your life. Some of you know that as I do. Some of you will have to learn that. I found it so critical to be able to say to myself that I do not have to give in to whatever is tempting me at that moment. And as I have progressed in my recovery, it has become increasingly easier to not give in. 
but to reach up to God and then reach out to my accountability partners before I reach into my pants. And as I do that consistently, it has become easier. I have become stronger, and sin's power over me has become less. I have more freedom now. Fourth, and lastly, God promises, now get this, God promises to provide us a way of escape. Now let me just ask a question. If you're in a building or in your home and it is on fire, would you just stand there and watch the fire grow, consuming everything with its heat? Or would you run for the exit? You'd run for the exit, I would hope. You'd run away, of course. Well, listen, God promises us that he will provide for us a way of escape when we are being tempted and we need to take it. And I've found that I don't need to wait until my flesh is on fire and sexual sin is consuming me. I can actually pre-think the actions ahead of time so that I can take life-saving action as soon as I get the very first whiff of temptation. Listen, my friends, memorize this verse, 1 Corinthians 10, 13, and begin to receive God's help by following God's instructions of what to do when you are tempted. And hopefully, you'll have some friends to help you when that happens. This is John Doyle with 180 Podcasts. God bless you, my friends. Have a great day in the Lord. Be filled with and walk in the Spirit today. Put on the full armor of God. Offer your body to Him as a living sacrifice. And then live this day and deal with this issue one day at a time. God bless you. Take care. And goodbye.